Hey, 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 welcome back, everybody. It's another episode of the You Like That Feels Great Baby podcast. I'm your host, Eric Stenholm, along with my co-host, Joey Moore. Uh, We're back for another recap, uh, week six, and then we're going to preview week seven. Really bizarre week of footballs in the books. The Niners and Eagles lost. The Vikings won. The Jets are back from the dead. The Browns won an epic game at home against the Niners that, like, I feel like Niners or uh, Browns fans haven't had in forever. Um, very bizarre week. Scoring was down. I think I saw it was the lowest scoring week in the NFL since like the mid '90s. Almost every game went under, uh, including last night's Monday night game. Uh, crazy week. We got to start at the top though, with the Niners finally falling from the ranks of the unbeaten. Um, obviously, we're gonna go into super in depth about the Pod Bowl coming up next Monday. Um, that's the the main story here, but we got to talk about last week first. Niners finally lost one, but more importantly, Joey, a couple injuries, key injuries um, with McCaffrey and Samuel. What's the latest you're hearing on the Niners, and how are you feeling uh, heading into week, se- uh, week seven? First off, I think this is the first time we've done this one. Well, actually, regular season game since we've done this podcast that the Niners have lost. I think the first one that was yes. the Chiefs one they lost. They just got rolled mm-hmm. at home. But other than the NFC Championship game, it's been uh, we've been feeling great for a long time, and uh, we hit the uh, we hit the skids on Sunday. Um, tough game, tough game. Um, like you said, it the biggest story is the injuries. Like not talking about the game itself, but I mean, you lose Trent Williams, Devo Samuel, and Christian McCaffrey in like a quarter and a half. Um, that's tough. That's tough. I don't care if you you know have the have the scheme, have the other players around the defense they had. I mean, Cleveland's defense is no joke. Um, oh yeah. I thought they I thought they handled Miles Garrett pretty well, but the the interior snacks Harrison I think that I think that's a nickname yeah. snacks. He was oh he was dominant. I mean, he was in the backfield all day. Um, like their their corners are really good. I know we dropped a couple passes, um, but they're I mean Purdy was pressured. If the numbers say he wasn't pressured as much as I thought, but I mean, it, it was tough. Purdy struggled with the conditions. I didn't think the conditions were like the worst I've ever seen, but he th- threw a pass that the arm went forward and the ball just went straight down. <laughs> um, but yeah, the injuries are a big thing. I'm hearing that they're, that they avoided major injury to all of them. Trent came back in the game. So I wasn't too worried about that. I'm like, why would you come back in the game? If it was, if you were going to not play the next week, Especially considering Cleveland, like it was already becoming a tough game, you know, AFC opponent, like, you know, it's not, you know, the most crucial game of the season, but um, the one that matters the most, I mean, is is McCaffrey. I mean, he's the guy that, I mean, the 49ers last year were a pretty average football team until they traded for him. I know Purdy did came on after Jimmy got hurt, but McCaffrey is the uh, straw that stirs the drink. And uh, I never love... The uh, the the muscle injuries, the soft tissue he had, like yeah, the yeah. ribs was the oblique, especially with him with his history. Like we said, we I mean the reason why he was partly available is because he was hurt a lot, and we've been fortunate that he's been pretty darn durable, even with you know Kyle using him quite a bit, and we finally hit 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 some uh, road bumps uh, with the injury bug, and yeah. Other than that, yeah, make the kick, Jake Moody. You know, yeah. they'll be fine. Um, I thought Purdy, I mean, he clearly had the worst game he's ever had in the NFL, but I, I give him a lot of credit for the last drive. I mean, none of the, no, they had Trent, but no Debo, no 
McCaffrey and hit, I mean, hit Juwan first, Jennings a couple of times, hit Brandon The first Ayuk. 58 minutes of the game, he was he was fine. He was okay. And then all he had to do was that drive, and he did it. it, was, it and was it wasn't like he, he had the attempt was a 57-yarder. It was a 41-yarder. Yeah. yeah. I think I, just, I think I, it, people like some people you read like some comments and be like oh Purdy finally turned into a pumpkin I'm like did you see Jalen Hurts like <laughs> you see some other like good players have bad games and again I'm not thinking he's going to win the MVP of the league I think that's and it crazy was a game winning drive but he like, yeah like that that's the thing like that doesn't count but like it was like. Yeah. And you know, like every game is not going to be four touchdowns and no picks. Like he threw, like he had a his his horrible game is what gave his team a position to win. He threw one pick, one turnover, like yeah, two other 14, guys. Even, like what? Like like do you see Mahomes lost without Kelsey? Season. Like what? Like even the even the great ones. Like I, I don't get it. I, I thought I thought it was a, a good thing that he was able to like despite everything that happened, the pressure in his face all game, mm-hmm. um, the 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 weapons going down and. And the conditions, yeah, let him down there. It was a lot of Juwan Jennings. He still got it done. You know, yeah. 14 regular season pods in a row, you've come on to talk about a Niners victory. It's insane. Yeah, you and know. And finally, we got we got a loss. Here. I mean, some people, I mean, I read a couple people like, are they going to go 17 now? It's like, no, they're not. No, they're not. Moody makes that kick. They probably lose. And I don't like, I also too, three I also too, like, he missed the kick. You should make it. It's what they're paid to do. But, like, this notion that they're going to call Robbie Gold. Like, Robbie Gold missed kicks. Like, he hasn't missed in the play. He, that's his one That's his one thing he hangs his hat on. Never missed in the playoffs. Not once. I mean, but he missed kicks. There was a point, game that... 42 the, yards, you yeah, know? Pur- Purdy let him down against the Raiders in end of regulation. Robbie missed it. He won in overtime with, like, a. I think they, I think they got down to, like, the three-yard line and they kicked one. Okay, thanks. But, he like, he misses, like... You're gonna kill your kicker's confidence if, like, every time he misses a kick, he was perfect until today, perfect. Yeah. And he missed, he missed one. Yeah, okay, fine. Yeah, like we don't As need to call Robbie Gold. Fan, I know not to give up on a kicker. The Vikings gave up on Daniel Carlson like three weeks into his rookie season. Now he's like a Pro Bowler with the Raiders every year. Like, gotta stick with Moody for at it's least. It's not a like year he missed three kicks in a problem. dome. Yeah, <laughs> it was windy. So, yeah, yeah, tough game, tough uh, environment. Everybody talked throughout the week about how Jim Schwartz defenses do really good That's against crazy. Kyle Shanahan offenses. Really, he's now eight and one. Yeah, if anybody was gonna you know pull it off, it was gonna be Schwartz. The, the line on this game went from five when it opened down to three and a half, and then ballooned all the way to ten because Watson was out, and then Cleveland wins. That's a story. Yeah, uh, PJ Walker was on. not bad. Walker wasn't bad. DTR obviously thought, was bad the yeah. week before, but he was good in the preseason. I the, something's up with Watson, right? I mean, he wasn't playing. I mean, he, he's never going to live up to that contract ever, but, like, he wasn't coming close. And then on top of it, it's just weird shit with the injuries. Like, mm-hmm. if are you hurt or not? Like, it, it was widely reported, like, oh, that like, was it a, it was Stefanski, right? Who was yeah. like, well, these, the doctors cleared him. Yeah. That's a red flag. If if he's not playing and the doctors cleared him, like, okay, what's going on? Um and then like the reporters like that 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 uh that lady who who's been like their go to yeah, like their Susan Cabot. Yeah, their Susan yeah. Slusser uh just know she's like, Yeah, he told me Friday he was gonna play, so I was really shocked. I'm like, She said you were gonna play and you're not like <laughs> what happened? Like um and PJ Walker gonna come out in the coming. PJ Walker absolutely. did fine. Obviously. They they made some throws. I mean the 49ers did not lose because of the officiating. I thought it was the worst officiated game I've seen in a long time. Like, I thought the Browns' touchdown that got called back was a gift. Um, 
The Niners had a strip sack that they ruled a, a pass. I mean, literally, I, if that's a pass, then we and got then a problem. Of course, they, the Gibson they called, hit. I didn't think that was like I, I thought it was a tough call. I thought it was the wrong, but like I get it. Like that happens, bang bang. Like that's when I wish. Like I thought there was like there's a sky judge. Like we just like maybe maybe they did. Maybe they thought it was a flag. Fine. Yeah. But like they called one to fifteen yards on. They were like Cleveland number twenty. Like back them up fifteen. It was on a kick return. And, like, the broadcast immediately goes, like, that is the wrong team. Like, that, <laughs> like, this should be, like, Greg Olson was like, this should be on San Francisco. Like, he's like, there's not even a number 20 on the field for Cleveland. <laughs> and they, so they had to huddle and they fixed it. I just, like, it was weird. Like, the, the game took forever. The game started yeah. at 10 a.m. It didn't, I don't think it ended to, like, 145, close to 2 o'clock. Yeah, I was watching Red Zone and, like, all of the late games had started and the only one left was the Niner game and that didn't even go into overtime. It was... Yeah, they yeah, called really so many flags, it's just, and then they would call the flag and would like talk about it and whatever. But yeah, no, Cleveland's. I mean, Cleveland's good, really good. I mean, can you imagine what they look like if they had Nick Chubb, they had their full offensive line, and and if Deshaun played like maybe a hundred fifty million dollar quarterback instead of like a twenty million dollar one, sometimes. <laughs> I mean, they could have been really good, especially with the division being down, with the way the Bengals have been playing. This could have been a good season for them. Um, but yeah, tough loss for the Niners there. We had to start there. We'll go over to the Vikings now. They've finally won one. I mean, not exactly a great performance against Chicago, win in 1913. Um, no Jefferson. So winning without Jefferson in a division game on the road, it's still a win. Um, offense was definitely not great. Defense showed up uh, big time with a defensive touchdown, just played great the entire game. Granted, it's against Fields in the first half and undrafted rookie Tyson Bajant in the second <laughs> half, but... I mean, the Vikings did enough to get there, and they're, you know, they've righted the ship just a tiny bit, especially in terms of defense, um, as they head into the the Pod Bowl next Monday. Which, by the way, for listeners of the Pod, next Monday is the 23rd of October. The Vikings are playing the Niners. It's also the one year anniversary of our first episode of the Pod, and it's the first time the Niners are playing the Vikings. So, pretty cool coincidence there, which may lead me to pick the Vikings plus seven because it's fate. You know, who knows. Who knows? Uh, yeah, that's going to be a bizarre one. Um, I, I guess I feel okay about the Vikes heading into next week. You know, without Jefferson, the stealing was never going to be that high. I thought Cousins wasn't great. I thought Osborne and Addison weren't great. I mean, Addison had the touchdown, but he only had three catches. You know, against a bad Chicago defense with their quarterback injured, we probably should have put more points up on the board. But I do feel good about Flores' defense. Like, they're ball hawking, they're blitzing all the time, it's creative. I think we have a pretty decent secondary despite getting torched early in the season. Like it's definitely getting better. I think the pass rush is fine. I think the linebackers are fine. It's a defense that I think if the offense didn't put them in such shitty situations all the time, it could be top twelve, top fifteen, which is all you can ask for when you have like a veteran good quarterback like Cutson. So We'll see how things go. We hope get, we get Jefferson back in uh, three weeks, but we'll see. Looks like Cousins is there for the long haul. There's no way he is getting traded this season. He's not going to waive his no-trade clause, as reported by Schefter. Uh, when they asked Kirk about it, he was basically like, I'm a Minnesota Viking, and, I mean, as you said, business NFL Hall he's of in Famer. The, he's in the NFL business Hall of Fame. He's, I mean, he he's knows, definitely up there. If he goes to the Jets and plays for Hackett and isn't very good, that's going to tank his stock heading into a free agent year. I think he knows. If I'm in Minnesota, Jefferson comes back, I got all these weapons. I got For a guy who apparently just uses Cole's cash, he sure likes his money. Yeah. Guy is going to do well for himself, whether it's in Minnesota or elsewhere going forward. So 
Vikings are firmly in that win now mode despite being two and four there's no way they're gonna offload a lot of their assets right now so we went from going into last week thinking hey the tank is on Caleb Williams to now you really got to go for it because Cousins isn't waving that no trade clause so we'll get into that in a little bit when we uh, preview the pod bowl Uh, let's go over to next week Thursday night we got Jacksonville at New Orleans as Thursday night games go this is actually a decent one there have been some shit-ass ones in recent weeks the uh, Chicago Washington one comes to mind but you got a first place team in Jacksonville and a a team in New Orleans that's favored um, given that they're at home given that there's questions about Trevor Lawrence being injured Jacksonville's made a statement with wins the last two weeks Um, I don't really think they're a a true AFC contender but it's a decent Thursday game right New Orleans minus one point any thoughts on that one yeah it's actually a it's actually like a watchable one I mean they're all watchable what else you can do watch the Sharks um yeah, no, I uh, Jacksonville has sure picked it up in the last couple of weeks. Um, after there, I thought they're a little bit of a slow start. Um, yeah, the Saints too. Like the Saints defense is is really really good. So I like to see that matchup. Um, yeah, I just looking for the Saints offense to kind of get going. I know Alan Kamara's back. Um, Derek Carr's not really throwing the ball down the field very much. Carr is getting pummeled. Yeah, he. Uh, he, he he feels like his brother did when he played on the Texans, uh, just getting rocked. Um, but yeah, it, it's really good game. Um, interesting yeah, to see because the Niners got they, they got they play the Jaguars in a couple weeks. So yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to that one. I, I don't really have a pick on it. I think it's going to be a really close game, especially since it's in New Orleans. Um, the game of Sunday morning, the morning games, I'm fairly certain is Detroit at Baltimore. I mean, that's a great game right there. Got uh, two first place teams. Detroit's five and one. Baltimore's four and two. Baltimore really could be six and zero. Oh. Their loss against the Steelers and the loss against Indianapolis were pretty damn fluky. Despite all the injuries, they just look great in terms of defense. In terms of you know the team just trying hard as hell for Harbaugh. Feel really good about the Ravens overall, but they're facing the wagon that is Dan Campbell in Detroit. Uh, Baltimore's favored by three at home. Lions are making their case for the NFC, like we talked about last week. I think the Ravens kind of need this one, given that, you know, Pittsburgh is playing uh, at the Rams, uh, Cincinnati. Um, who is Cincy playing? They're actually on a bye, I believe. So, I mean, this is a game where they can kind of distance themselves. Um, I think Cleveland's got a tough matchup at Indy as well. So, um, big one for Baltimore. If I if I had to pick on this game, I'd probably lean Detroit. Um, plus three, but as we'll see later in the pick segment, I do like both offenses to do well in this spot. Yeah, it's a really good game. It, it's it's really good because it's one of the few tests I think Detroit has all year. Um, you th- you would have thought Kansas City would have been one, but I just that's such a different team without Kelsey and, and Chris Jones. Um, but still, give them credit; they won that game. And again, they played Seattle at home, like we said after that. Like you got to you got to win that one. They lost it. Um, and since then, they've rolled off some some wins, but it's been against I think Carolina, Atlanta. I was like, impressed with them last week at Tampa Bay, though. Yeah, no, Tampa months. Bay is not a bad team. Tampa Bay is a solid team, especially at home. Um, but this one in Baltimore, yeah, this one. I don't know about the weather in Baltimore. You like, win this one to go to six and one. Oh boy! <laughs> like because because after that, I think the only game they have. Is Dallas yeah, at Dallas? That's about the only tough one left on their schedule. I mean, they there's some like like, the I, th- like I, I mean, I think I think playing because they play your Vikings. I think the last sandwich that Dallas game, 
Yeah, uh, six weeks, sixteen like, and eighteen. Yeah, play a division opponent like twice in three weeks. You know, who knows by then what the injuries are too. Um, but they get this to go to six and one. Boy, that's they're they're Your looking they're looking mighty they're looking mighty good for uh, the one seed. And it, see, the thing is, like, not, not only having the one seed, you, you'd get two home games and a Super Bowl. Like you make you make like the Niners and Philly play each other in the divisional round. Yes, or like. Like the Niners potentially have to play like, say the Niners are like the three seed, right? They play this. What if the Niners had to play at home against Dallas and then at Philly and then at Detroit? That gets a lot harder. Um, but who knows? Yeah, this is this is a big one for Detroit, and like you said, Baltimore needs it too. Yeah, big game in the morning there, uh, Lamar. Got to keep things going. He hasn't been like lighting up the stat sheet, but I mean, as I said before the season. All that guy does is win. Four and two, probably go 12 and five, 11 and six again this year. All that guy does is win. A um, couple other morning games we'll get into Cleveland at Indianapolis. Cleveland coming off that big win against the Niners. Indy's got to bounce back to try to sneak into the playoff race after uh, losing at uh, Jacksonville last week. One thing I wanted to talk about here is Anthony Richardson. A lot of reports that he's going to shut it down already. Like <laughs> That's not good. It is not good. I mean, literally three weeks ago, we were like, Richardson or Stroud? Who is the better quarterback out of this class? Now it's like, okay, Stroud is a is a. Big you know what win. I love to like. You know what I think I love about about this about this podcast is I think we I think we are, we're we like to admit when we're wrong, mm-hmm. and I might have been wrong about C.J. Stroud because he is he's playing lights out. So good. We were way off. And I think we were right about Richardson in that, yes, he's extremely talented and a very good football player, but he left I never would have thought he would be the guy out, out, of the, uh, out for the year after week five or six with how big he is. Yeah. And, of course, you know, Bryce Young's doing just fine health-wise, which health-wise. I mean, his team's 0-6, <laughs> but, you know, he's doing okay. Yeah, I, I thought that was a – I mean, it's – well, probably some. Do you think it was his decision? With Watson, but – the way Ursay talked about it, the way the media is talking about it, is like it's a it's one that you know if they're a playoff contender and he's a veteran quarterback and he already has a pretty good deal, he probably would play through it. But because he's a rookie on a rookie deal, he doesn't want to jeopardize his future. He's shutting it down. Something to keep an eye on there in Indianapolis because looking at what Steichen was doing, that team could have made the playoffs this year. They could have snuck in as a seven seed. I thought Richardson was very dynamic. Now it's the Minshew show for the rest of the year. Tough spot there. Cleveland's favored Kirk? by two at Indianapolis. Oh, now there's an idea. I because I there's that no ain't way far. He's going Indiana to, the Jets. to Minnesota. There's no way he's going to the Jets. No way he's going to Pittsburgh. See, my, I see where I was wrong about the Jets because we said like maybe Kirk to the Jets after they beat Philly. Mm-hmm. The problem is, I think Zach Wilson deserves a little credit. Like he's not great, bit. but like. I think a lot of people would have absolutely quit. Like with how he's the the media and everything, like some of the things he said, like, you know, to the media about like, you know, Oh, whatever I did fine. My team sucks. (laughs) Whatever he said last year. Like, I I think, I think him Salah. I think, you know, obviously they have a really good defense, but yeah. Anyways, I'm going to talk about the jets, but yeah, I think Kirk to Indy uh, makes a lot of sense. Yeah, they got the cap space. It would it would make some sense. He's a definite huge upgrade over Minshew if they actually are serious about making the playoffs. But I don't think Kirk's going. Anywhere I think the Colts might just say, "No, oh, we're fine getting another top pick potentially." 
Yeah, they're they're they weren't going to win the Super Bowl this year anyway. I think they're trying to build something there around Richardson, but very suspect start to his career with him being injured in three of his five starts and then going on IR after a shoulder injury so quick. So um, Atlanta at Tampa Bay. Um, I mean, decent game. My only note here is which of these two is going to enter that two-horse race with New Orleans for the NFC South because at some point it's going to be whittled down to two. Obviously, Carolina's out of it. I think Atlanta is just this tough team to figure out what the hell they are because one week they look great. They run the ball like crazy. Ritter looks competent. And then the next week, oh, my God, was he bad in that Washington game. Like two of the worst picks of the entire season by any quarterback um, Washington tried to let them back in the game three or four times. And I mean, that one in the, in the end zone to end the game that he threw off his back foot, like one of the worst throws I've ever seen in the NFL. And you certainly see Arthur Smith on the sideline being like, what am I doing with this guy? Like tough situation. Atlanta's at Tampa, Tampa minus 2.5. I kind of think, I mean, if I was to bet on this game, it would be Tampa just because it's a veteran roster and Ritter on the road doesn't sound like a good idea. But any thoughts on that game? I would lean Tampa. I think Tampa's solid. I think they're solid. Like, I think they kind of know who they are. Baker's playing way more consistently than Desmond Ritter. Um, Yeah, game's in Tampa. I think Tampa's got a a decent run defense, which if you can stop the run against Atlanta, Mm -hmm. good night. We got the Raiders at uh, Chicago. Raiders are favored by three. Barn burner. Like Fields. Yeah, real freaking barn burner there. It looks like Fields going to miss the game, so it's going to be Tyson Bajant. That's why even the lowly Raiders are minus three at Chicago. Could be Hoyer in this game. Could be O'Connell. Uh, Jimmy G, we hope he's okay. Had a back injury. Had to go to the hospital during that game last week, but they did win against New England. Uh, just barely covering. Um Two dumpster fire teams. I mean, two, I think, dead coaches walking. I don't see how either uh, Eberflus or McDaniels is coaching those teams next season, despite the Raiders being 3-3 three and three, and, hell, maybe being 4-3 and three after winning this game. Um, pretty crummy game. We'll skip that one. We'll move on to <laughs> Buffalo at New England. <laughs> Buffalo's Nothing minus 8.5. Yeah, we're like, who cares? We'll go to Buffalo at New England. Um, Buffalo's favored by 8.5. I was just – my note here was how low can the Pats go. I mean, this is – you know, last week's game, Mac Jones is just, I mean, that pick he threw in the first half when they were driving, again, one of the worst throws you could ever imagine. I, I, I The quarterback play around the league is down, but he is more down than any other player in the league because he went to the playoffs two years ago and was a pro bowler, and now he is just an abject disaster. Like, how bad can this New England team be? Like, does Belichick coach out the season if they go, like, 1-16? and 16? This shit is nuts. So- I said I like you know I like this podcast because we're pretty we like to admit we're wrong. You're like hey, but I also like to admit when I'm right. And this Patriots team sucks ass, like sucks. And and I'll say it, their coaching staff sucks. Bill, I I, it's 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 getting real sus. The whole thing, just I don't. I wouldn't be surprised if they fired him. Like if people are saying the idea that you can't fire him, I, I think it's crap. Yeah, I, anybody can be fired. Anybody can be traded. If you Tom don't Brady own the team, left. you can be fired. <laughs> yeah. If you don't own the team, you can be fired. Like, because because what's his, uh, Kraft was super close with Brady, mm-hmm. and you know he had to fight Bill. On keeping Brady because Brady wanted or uh, Bill wanted to move on way earlier 
Like he's like, I like Jimmy. Like, you imagine what Bill's career looks like if he would have moved on from Brady for Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> I just because if I'm Robert Kraft, all I see right now is like Brady gone. Like, you know, the all the coaches that have left like him just sucked. I, I'm thinking about all the Spygate, all the cheating stuff. Like, like, on, like honestly, were we ever good? Was it just Tom Brady? Like, I mean, really thinking about it. Basically, and, I would say from like maybe 04 on, it was like all Brady. Yes, those 01 and 03 teams were Bill Belichick's defense for sure, but I mean. But man. even those defenses, <laughs> though, like we say he's a defensive guy, right? They had a lot of Hall of Famers on that defense. Mm-hmm. And like, was it the scheme? I mean, I'm not trying to say this guy doesn't know anything about football. I'm really not. But. He's won eight Super Bowls, including his two as defensive coordinator. When he was a defensive coordinator, okay. he had Lawrence Jimmy Garoppolo's Taylor. a two-time Super Bowl champion. No, 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 no but I'm saying he had Lawrence Taylor on his defense when he was a defensive coordinator. He had Tom Brady oh, on his offense yeah. when he was a head coach. So he's never won a thing without like the best player in the world on his team. He reminds me so much of like if Phil Jackson didn't coach like Michael or Kobe. <laughs> like maybe not, but the thing is like we don't know, right? So we get yeah. to just be like, well, he is a good coach. Well, the thing that sucks for Bill is we found out. And this team, like you're a defensive guy and you're just giving up like 34 to the saints at home, whatever it was defensive guy. Like, okay, fine. Dallas, right. You know, they're not terrible, but like, it's ugly. It's so, it's so bad. And like, and it's so bad that we're not even talking about how shitty Buffalo was on Sunday night football. And they're going into New England. Their offense was atrocious in that game. And we're like, how many are they going to drop on Bill Belichick this week? Like, it's insane how low the Patriots have gone. Literally three years ago, four years ago, they're the number one franchise in sports in terms of consistent greatness. And now they are just, I mean, they got to you know, be they in make the me think five of, in the NFL. They make me think of, like, the San Antonio Spurs with Popovich. Because, mm-hmm. like, ever since, you know, they had the crew, David Robinson, Tony Parker, Tim Duncan, uh, Ginobili, and then after that they had, like, Kawhi for that run that one year mm-hmm. a couple two with and it's like up until this year I guess they got that like guy from France Wemby whatever the heck his name is <laughs> but like since then they got nothing but kind of average and they're like I haven't I haven't thought about the Spurs I mean I'm not a basketball guy but like the Spurs have been pretty irrelevant right yeah for like, like five years exactly and I feel like just maybe more eyeballs on football and like the Patriots were like with Brady and Belichick like are we just like I don't know. I just it. If I was Kraft, I would fire him. Like I don't know if I'd fire him mid mid season because like what's the point? Like why? But like I would because he's the GM too. It's like that's the thing. They're the worst. They could be the worst roster and just worse. Like no one's getting any better. Yeah, players. there's no players on on that team that you're like, oh, that guy's a stud that that aren't hurt. Judon and Gonzalez are both really good players, but they're they're both out for the season. It's like you watch that team play, you're like, literally, no one on this team is good. Not even Stevenson, and at one point he was good last year. He looks like I don't know you if know, you can like coach up <laughs> defensive players like you can with like offensive players, especially quarterbacks, which is why I just think if I was an owner, I would never hire somebody that wasn't an offensive guy, like. Mm-hmm. Again, we talk about it with the Shanahan tree. Like, Baker Mayfield was a Ram for like a second. And it was like, wow, this guy's pretty good. (laughs) And it's like, yeah, we talk about Tua. No one wanted Tua. 
until Mike McDaniel said, you're, you're enough, bud. And now he's potential MVP guy. And, you know, you look at other guys and even Josh McDaniels, Mr. Offensive guy, their offense sucks. <laughs> like you wanted Jimmy. He's your guy. You have good players. Like yeah. Devontae's arguably still best receiver. In the, like Josh Jacobs was the rusher, the the rushing champ last year. Like, you know, you drafted at the tight end, Michael Mayer, you know, decently high. I, I mean, Hunter Renfro was like the next Cooper Cup before he just evaporated <laughs> for some reason. You had Darren Waller. I know you traded him, but I don't know. And that's my, and that's my TED situation. talk on the Patriots. Yeah, they're... You had them going like three and fourteen before the season. I think I had them at seven and ten, and you were like, "No, no, no, this team is atrocious." And I was like, "Ah, oh, Belichick, no, they fucking suck. They're absolutely awful." You called that one. Uh, we'll skip the Washington New York game, although I do think uh, New York catching two points at home, uh, getting a little healthier, that might be something I look at later in the pod. Let's skip ahead to the one twenty-five games. We got uh, Chargers at Kansas City. Kansas City's favored by six. This is a sneaky elite game. Kansas City coming in off extra rest after playing on Thursday night football uh, and the Chargers playing on Monday night. So big advantage there for KC. Um, Interesting game here. A lot of points scored, right? I think this is a really interesting game because obviously Chiefs are really good. Um, We know know all about them. And and they kind of have been a little bit of the bully to pretty much everyone in that division. Mm Mm-hmm. But I didn't really watch too much of the game last night because work blew up. But um, we talk about like Jimmy and some of these other guys, like oh he's a winner, like QB's a win, like wins are a QB stat. Like I might be moving towards the camp of like is Justin Herbert like gonna win a game? Like that people are watching. Like I know we think have Brandon Staley, but like if I'm gonna go on here and just and everyone like say Dak is ass. And like, I know that's a home game for Dallas. I get it. But like you had Kellen Moore, Dallas fired you. Like you have Justin Herbert, who's anyone with half a brain would take miles over Dak Prescott. But it's like, then you start thinking about the playoff game last year. And it's just like, mm-hmm. like I have no confidence that they're actually going to win the game. He's he ends the game those... last time with a pick. Like the advanced like, stats say he's incredible, but the eye test says, Hey, this guy is just, I mean, cannon for an arm appears to be a good dude and a good leader, but I mean, you got to win. Like, yes, Jimmy throws warbly ducks over the middle all the time, but for whatever reason, he always wins. You know, Lamar Jackson, sometimes you'll have a hideous game. He'll go like 10 for 22 for 89 yards, but he'll run the ball 13 times for 120 and a touchdown and win the game. Like, Justin, you've got the talent. You know, you've got it receivers, just, you've got Eckler, you've got an elite defense in terms of like roster. It's like, got to get it done. It's, it's like, so, I think he had a game they lost. It Like, it's hard. I go back and forth. I think they had a game they lost this year, right? Or maybe it was the Minnesota game that they that they pulled out. But he was like 40 of 47 for like 450. And like, I mean, yeah, just that was a Viking game. Like, astronomical numbers. Like, you you have all those numbers. Like, you, you, you damn near lost. Like, yeah. We should have won. We had the like, ball exactly. on the three-yard line with, like, like Exactly. Left. And I'm just like, do I blame him? Like, what is he supposed to go? Like, 46 of 47 for 600? <laughs> like, what's he? But, but still, I'm just like, why do the Chargers not win more? Maybe the answer is the Chargers have always kind of had that bad him as a franchise. Maybe it's not him. It's been a long time. But I I'm mean, just like. Going back to Rivers, it was exactly. always like that. The I'm Chargers just, can't win or lose by more than, like, four points. Like, why? Yeah. I was just about to say, why does every game look the same? Mm-hmm. For years, too. It's not like it's just this season or last season. Like, it's been 
his entire career. Played, they opened the up with Miami at home, I think, and they, they ended up losing. But you go toe-to-toe with that offense, and it's like, okay. And then Dallas comes, like, okay, Dallas, like, you should be able to put up points on Dallas. And it's like, mm-hmm. okay, they, they, they 17 grind it up for 17 home. Anyways, but, yeah, no, I big game, but I, I think the Chiefs roll. Yeah, I, I think they, I think they cover. I think probably like a, like like a thirty twenty three game. Yeah, that sounds about right. I think the over under set at fifty one and a half. That makes a ton of sense. Rams minus three hosting Pittsburgh. So this is two elite coaches with I would say compromised rosters. Uh, to be kind, um, <laughs> I was watching the Rams game last week uh, against Arizona, and man, is that defense no name? I mean, it's Aaron Donald and a bunch of scrubs and. I mean, they were letting Arizona kind of manhandle them. They did end up running away with the game. But at least early, you know, you're seeing not even James Conner on the field, just backup running backs just running right through that um, that defensive line for, for New Orleans. So, or, I'm sorry, for uh, Los Angeles. But looking at this game, it's, it's Rams minus three. And my thought was, okay, I want to bet the Rams here, even though the Steelers are off the bye because the Rams are at home. Yes, I know there will be a lot of Steelers fans there. But <laughs> yeah. McVay is just McVay's just great, and Stafford's great, and Cup's great, and Nakua's great. I mean, the team is really good. I don't see why they can't at least be competitive in this game, especially with how shitty Pittsburgh's offense is. But I can't touch this just because Tomlin off a bye. If they don't have know, a right tackle, T.J. Watt is going to wreck the game. Yeah, and they haven't for a lot of the year. You know, you you basically called it the games where their offensive line had injuries, they get crushed, or they lose a close one. The games where their offensive line holds up, they win and they cover. So, um, if that I think his name is Noteboom. He if yeah, he goes Joe out Noteboom. of the game. Oh my god! Every time he goes out of the game, it's like all of a sudden Stafford is on his back like the next seven plays in a row. So. Yeah, um, I want I want to bet the Rams there, but I'm going to end up staying away just because I feel like that's risky with Tomlin off a bye. Um, one game we got to talk about here: uh, Green Bay minus one and a half at Denver. Um, Sean Payton firing watch. We'll see. Lafleur is coaching for his boy Nathaniel Hackett here. I really like Green Bay in this spot, even though Denver's you know coming off a little bit of extra rest playing on Thursday night football. Oh, boy. I mean, LaFleur, you know he wants to win this one because of the whole Hackett situation. I mean, those guys are close. You know, I, I feel like everyone around the league feels motivation to go up into Denver and beat Sean Payton and be like, hey, he broke the code. passed you by. He did. Like, that, more I, than anything, like, he broke the code. I like Green Bay to lay the beat down it, this week. Like, if he, if if it was, like, not on TV or, like, somehow, like, I don't know. Like I think it I think it rubbed everyone and rightfully so all the coaches rubbed them the wrong way. Like you're on you're on Fox and you just like up on your like little perch there and you just say the worst coaching job like in the history of football mm-hmm. and like mm, I don't know about that Sus. But. And then like you sign this huge month, this huge deal like probably get paid more than most pretty much everybody come in there and I just laugh because their whole like Russell Wilson thing, like oh we're gonna come in and bring in a dictator. I'm like, Sean Payton does the same things Russ does. He's just the boss. Like like Russ is like I'm coming in. We're doing it my way. I want like more throws. I want to cook. Right? Let Russ cook. Let's ride. And then Sean's like, you sit the hell down. We're gonna have no bucket hats. There's gonna be no fun in here. (laughs) We'll do it my way. And it's like, you're one in five. Great job. and, And I just. That one is so interesting because, like, I think that I think Sean Payton is more or less likely to be fired than Bill, just because, like, 
that would be admitting like just a royal failure like so quickly. But I don't know. I'd be so. That's why I could be a terrible like sports like executive or owner because I'd be so emotional. I'd be like, especially if I had unlimited cash like the Walmart family. (laughs) Like you should be like, you're done, man. Go home. I'd fire him. I'd be so disgusted. It's the whole thing where, the, you know, the locker room is turned and the league is turned against him, like, that quickly. You're like, man, this is a toxic situation. As for, the game, as for the game, I think the Packers maybe eke one out. I just, last couple times I've watched Jordan Love, it's been, it's been rough. Yeah, Packers coming off a bye. I'm, I'm thinking, I, I'll, I'm leaning that way for sure. Uh, Arizona at Seattle. Seattle's favored by seven. Um, I don't know if you caught a lot of that Seahawks Bengals game. Seahawks should have won that one going away. The Bengals. I saw highlights, and it was on the same time as the Niners, so I was locked into this L we took. <laughs> um, it was. Uh, I believe the Seahawks got to the red zone eight times and got thirteen points. Like insane. There were turnovers. There was, I think, three turnover on downs. Uh, Seahawks should have won that one. If you're someone who bet like we did, the Seahawks uh, win total over for the season, you're like, God, that's a huge loss right there. So I feel like they got can't say I was down. upset about it, but <laughs> yeah. I, Niners fans loving it. The Seahawks dropping to three and two. They could have been four and one and only a half game back of you guys uh, after the events of last uh, Sunday. But I think the Seahawks got to lay the beat down against Arizona. It's in Seattle. They're favored by seven. Have to win. If, it. Yeah, if you want to keep pace with with. The Niners. And I mean, even just like, make the. I mean, if they lose that, they're what three and four. They lose no, that three one, and three. Three and three. And, they have to buy. I mean, you cannot lose at home against Arizona, especially coming off that. That'd be two home losses three. in the division to teams that aren't the Niners. Yeah, yeah, they got to have that one. I think Seahawks uh, winning big there is in the card. Yeah, I think. We'll I think. I think they win by like fourteen. Yeah, that should be a cover for them. And then Sunday night football. Game of the week, probably game of the year so far. Could be a Super Bowl preview. I don't think it's that crazy to say Miami at Philadelphia. Philly minus two. Um, if anything, I would look at Philly here just given the spot. I feel like after last week's loss, they are just going to be pissed. I think we've seen Miami at home is freaking unstoppable. Miami on the road. I mean, they got beaten down by Buffalo, who really hasn't done much since. Um, so I'm a little worried about, um, you know, Catching two points with Miami. If I had to bet this one, I'd probably lean Philly. What do you think? Hmm. I have such a soft spot for Miami. I just immediately want to be like, Miami. But <laughs> Philly at, at night. Tough place to play. That's tough. And exactly, they're coming They're coming out pissed. Like They, they might lost. tush push the first 15 they, plays. They, they, <laughs> they might get a touchdown <laughs> if they do that. Um, yeah. I this is, this is a really good game. Um, the last time we kind of saw Miami in a big spot, they got just dog walked by Buffalo. Um, but yeah, I don't think the Philly defense in the back end is as good as it was last year. Mm-hmm. Their front is really good. Um, but I think Tua and Miami and McDaniel, they get the ball out so quick. They make you play the entire, well, they say they, they make you play all the, uh, the grass hairs out there <laughs> square uh, footage yeah and we'll see but that that's a tough place to play uh, a lot of teams around the league are copying what mcdaniel's doing in oh Miami. That, uh, kyle does it it's like immediately oh, like man. oh we never used to do that where'd they get that from oh his buddy yeah I, I, the chargers yesterday they sent a receiver who's on let's say it's keenan allen he's on the right side of the lineup 
he will then go in motion to the right. Yeah, I love that. It's just starts. like it's just like it's <laughs> it, it honestly it looks like a glitch. Yeah, you see it and you're like McDaniel. Everybody's like <laughs> I love it when the Niners time. doing its use check and someone follows him and like everyone I'm always like, why does anyone follow? They don't throw the ball. Like <laughs> they just totally just like chess pieces, like, oh, we're going to move this linebacker out of here, and then we're going to yeah. run McCaffrey on a slant. It's going to hit that open space, and you're like, why is McCaffrey open? Well, <laughs> uh, this linebacker followed Juszczyk out wide like he's T.O. And, and the Vikings coach McConnell from that same Shanahan-McVay tree, he does that all the time with Jefferson early in the season, especially. It's like, how is Jefferson open? They should be double or triple th- covering him. It's like, well, they sent three guys in motion before the play and no one had any idea where anyone was going they went to go double cover jefferson and he wasn't even there and they're like where the fuck did he go like i think that's i think that's such a good like quality to have like if you are any of those coaches like you know shanahan mcveigh stefanski any of these guys copying because like these guys they're so like prideful in their schemes and everything like they don't look like the guy just copying the homework off somebody but like oh dude if it works i don't care and like (laughs) That's the thing. Like, does does Belichick do that? Like, I just want to. I don't want to bring everything back to no Bill, way. but like, <laughs> but like, do you even think about doing that? Like, is that could could you even do that? I, I don't know. But yeah. So I, we're, I, we're I gonna love, do our uh, our power rankings here in a second. But let's do the Pod Bowl preview before we get to the power rankings. First time we thought it was gonna happen was last year for the playoffs. It ended up not happening when we lost the Giants. But Vikings Niners, they're finally playing Monday Night Football, big game next week. I'll come at it from the Vikings side. I think this is a great time to be catching the Niners. Back-to-back road games. McCaffrey yeah. may not play. Samuel may not play. I'm definitely leaning towards the Vikings if I had to bet this one. Right now it's Niners minus seven. Obviously, you know, the, those first drives are a killer with the Niners. Every time Kyle gets to script, it's like, man, it's a guaranteed seven on that first drive of the game. So when, I, when I'm watching... I don't want to interrupt, but yeah, it was funny. Like, Cleveland number one defense... Early, I think I texted my dad. I was like, sick number one defense, Cleveland. They went right down there. Like, screw you, Jim Swartz. Like, touchdown. Then the rest of the game was like, what the hell? Like, nobody wh- in when the did league that, is like, better. Yeah. And I was just like, it's because I don't like getting the ball first as a fan. Like, I'm like, I want to kick. I want the second half because you usually get like the, the double up. You get the end of the first half and they get the yep. ball again. But it is like, if, you do, if the other team wins the toss, kicks it, and you'd run it right down their throat, touchdown, it's like, oh shit. Like, we're down. <laughs> Like we got, we got score. And you've done that. What four out of the six games this year? Feels like where, it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're Pittsburgh. The best we did at it. it. Rams. We did it. Uh, we did not do it. The Giants. We got a field goal. Um, did it last week, and then I think did it. Um, Dallas. Yeah. Yeah. I and mean, and Arizona. So yeah, it's five uh, out of six. Yeah. It's insane. They're unstoppable. So it's like for me as a Vikings fan, especially having an appreciation for what Flores has brought to the team, the first Niner drive of the game, if we hold you to a field goal or God help us if you punt or we get a turnover, I'll be like, oh shit, game on. If you just march right down the field like every other time, <laughs> I'm going to be like, we can't keep up with that kind of offense with Jefferson out. So um, from a Vikings point of view, that's what I'm going to be looking at is how our defense holds up against you know an albeit depleted Niner offense early on in the game. Uh, when you go into a game like this where you're like, hey, we're playing an inferior opponent, but it is on the road, we're missing some guys, what do you look for as a fan early on? Well, I'll be honest, specifically for this game, uh, I'm very interested to see. I think it's actually, I don't know what the over-under is. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, despite, I'm not, even if the Niners are healthy, 
Uh, I think it. I think Minnesota is one of the toughest places to play. Monday Night Football is a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, Purdy hasn't been in too many situations like that. Um, Over under set at forty four. That is a relatively low number, but I mean, like yeah, NFC NFC Championship game is really it. I mean, because like he played last year. I remember. It, oh, in Seattle, Thanksgiving or not Thanksgiving, but uh, Thursday night last yeah. year was was hostile, and he did well. But this time. Especially if any of those guys are missing, especially if it's Trent Williams, which I think he'd be the less likely because, again, he went back to the game. Um, but Brian Flores has been blitzing quite a bit. It's, I don't know. It's it's not Wink Martindale what he did to the Niners, like <laughs> every freaking play. Um, but this one's going to be on the road in a tough environment. If there's a couple guys out, how does Purdy handle it? Um, especially if McCaffrey, because Debo's that, you know, here comes the screen where you're like, oh, I could throw that pass and get a 60-yard touchdown because Debo <laughs> breaks four tackles. It's like, well, if he's not there, and then the other guy, especially if McCaffrey doesn't play, he's the you know angle route, Texas route, flat guy, like slant. Yeah. And it's like he's the you know escape outlet for Purdy. And if he's not there, like I really – I'm super high on Jordan Mason. I love him as their, I guess, essentially now RB2 because Mitchell played or was healthy for Cleveland, but Mason was – I really like him. He's not a, a pass. So well. ca- he's not a pass catching guy as much. Nearly, I mean, obviously as much as McCaffrey, but um, that. So I think that that'll keep the Niners down. And I just, especially without Jefferson, I don't think I don't think Minnesota is going to be able to move the ball that much without him. Um, I think they'll. I, I I think I think it's like a 26-20 game. I think it's twenty three seventeen something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I still I think the Niners do win. But I, I think it'll be it's going to be tough to score for, for either team. Yeah, for me, I'm looking at the Vikings' schedule. After they play this game, they go at Green Bay, at Atlanta, home New Orleans, at Denver, home Chicago, at the Raiders, Cincinnati, uh, and then Detroit, Green Bay, Detroit to end the season. So it's like not exactly a gauntlet. This is definitely the hardest game for the rest of the season. In my but like opinion. you said, I mean, if those guys don't play, it's holy, it's on like Donkey Kong. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is a big one. I mean, we've been talking about it for a year now. Every time that there's a chance that the Niners are going to play the Vikings, we're like, hey, here it comes, the big moment. So we'll see how it goes. I, I do have you know, some hope that because we're catching you off a loss, back-to-back road games where they got to travel to the central time zone. The extra day um, helps. Yeah, I, I feel and Vikings, yeah, I, I, I feel like we got a shot here if, say, McCaffrey and um, Williams and Debo are all active and, you know, not showing any hitch in the giddy up could be a route, but we'll see when we get there on Monday. Uh, before we get to your Jack in the bum of the week, let's do a quick power rankings. We're going official power rankings. Now we did some before the season, early in the season, after early impressions, we're six weeks in now we can start ranking these teams into Super Bowl contention tiers. Uh, for me, I'll just go with my top five off the bat. Um, we're going to go Niners. Number one, chiefs, number two, uh, Philly number three. I'll go Miami number four, and then that fifth slot is really tough for me between you know Detroit, who I think has a case to be there, and then Buffalo, who you know they're hit or miss. Mm. So I'm going to go Detroit wow. number five. Wow, uh, pretty close. Um, I have the Niners still number one, although yeah, it's hard to put a team number one after a loss, but I think that was as bad as good of a loss as you can have. Mm-hmm. Um, being it on a missed makeable kick, you know, injuries piling up. Uh, I'm not worried. I got them one. I got the Chiefs two. I have Detroit three. I think Ooh. Detroit's really good. I think Detroit, Detroit is really good. 
Um, and then I'd have Philly four and Miami five. Yeah, we're high on Miami here. I think we're very low on Cincinnati on this podcast. I see a lot of people still showing some hope in them. Uh, someone was talking on the Bill Simmons pod last week about, like, can you believe Cincinnati's now 30-1 to to win the Super Bowl? They were, like, 7-1 to before the season. I'm like, yeah, do you watch the games? Like, <laughs> like they're not good. Yeah, like, we have new information. Very good. Yeah. We've watched for six weeks, and they, like, probably should be one and five. Like, they should have lost the Ram game. They should have lost the Seahawks game, and they did lose the other ones. The only team that they, like, resoundingly beat was Arizona, and they're terrible. Like, tough situation there for Cincinnati, so they definitely don't crack my list. And then you don't have Buffalo on your list. I don't either. I think they're somewhere up there, but, man, these last two weeks, they've just been so sus, just like, especially on offense. The, the game in London was awful. and then- I get the game in London. I really do. Yeah. It's traveling all that way. I think they showed up like Friday, the body clock. I mean, the Jaguars are a good team, but maybe that was still, maybe they, they were still feeling the effects of London against the Giants, but I don't think so. You can't you come, come home 14. Sunday night against the Giants and, I mean, struggle to score 14. They scored no points in the first three quarters. Like, what the hell was that? They're just, I don't know what I'm going to get with them any week. Like, you can convince me that they're going to drop 40 on somebody in like the first half. Or (laughs) you can tell me Josh Allen throws two picks and a fumble in the first half and they're down like 24 to three to like an average team. Yeah. That game against Miami threw a lot of people off the scent. You were super anti-Buffalo before the season and then they beat Miami and every, and you're like, wow, I was wrong. No, last two weeks of, yeah. I mean, they've been super sus the last couple games. Uh, we'll see where Buffalo goes from here. Let's go over to your Jack in the Bum of the Week. We just did our power rankings. Let's go over to this. A um, lot of candidates, as always. For me, Hertz was at the top of the list. That pick uh, that he threw when it was, I believe, third and nine late in the game, just trying to run out the clock. Huge moment in that in the Philadelphia season. I mean, they're down from the ranks of the unbeaten solely because of that throw. I mean, they really should have won that game and probably should have won it going away. Uh, a lot of turnovers for him in that one. I believe it was his first four-turnover game in the NFL, so Hurts has to be on the list. Your boy Jake Moody, I mean, he has to be on the list. Could have been. One yarder. He could have been, been the choice. Maybe I gave a little homer discount to him. I just think he missed, he missed, he's missed one kick. Well, actually, technically, he missed two, but the other one was like a 54-yarder in, earlier in the game. Um only two misses he's missed all year. This is my first. I'll give him one game. He does that shit again. He's on the list. <laughs> Instant jack in the bum <laughs> if he does it again. But, yeah, missing a 41-yarder to keep the team undefeated had to be on the list. Uh, Sean Payton will always be on the list every week. You like, just copy and paste him each week. You know, they had no points through three quarters as well on Thursday Night Football. Got a garbage time touchdown and two-point conversion to make it 19-8. to Woohoo! good job. Um, and then Desmond Ritter, I mean, again, I had to put him on the list. He had two of the, the worst throws that I've ever seen. I said that earlier in the pod, but like in case you haven't watched, because who the hell would have watched Atlanta versus Washington in the first place other than a psycho football fan like myself, watch the highlights of that game and watch Ritter's two picks. Like if you come away from that thinking that that guy can start a playoff game, I don't know what to tell you. Like that guy is awful. Uh, but you're going in another direction for Jack in the bum of the week. A guy who didn't exactly acquit himself well in prime time last week. Nope. Uh, as always, great candidates. You make a strong case for Jalen Hurts. Um, kind of like Jake Moody. I'm going to give him a game. I'm not going to quickly just throw him into the bus. He He's earned that. Um, but again, he does that again. He will be the Jack in the bum of the week. But this week, 
we're gonna go gonna go back to that Buffalo uh, New York Giants game. Um, and, and I don't like doing this either to guys who were backups, but the jack of the bum of the week this week is Tyron Taylor. Um, and Brian Dayball, I think, would agree with me with how uh, pissed off he was at uh, Tyron Taylor for his uh, check at the line of scrimmage to a run play with uh, no timeouts and uh, no time on the clock. And uh, it super cost them because <laughs> they would have been in range to kick a game-winning field goal at the end. Um, or tying, I forgot. I think it would be the game winner. Yeah, they ended up losing 14 to... Nine? What was it? Nine. But, of course, uh, they yeah. were ahead 6 nothing at that point at the end of the first half. 12 seconds left. Yeah. Ball on the one. He checks to a run. The clock runs out. Not only do they not get the three points, they get nothing. And, man, was Dayball hot. <laughs> Which I don't blame him. Because, like, your backup quarterback, you kind of got to hang your hat on, like, being smart, like, savvy, know where to be know all the plays, all that stuff. And it's like, to do that, I mean, I guess I maybe maybe he goes back to Dave Ball and was like, I was super convicted in what I saw. Like, I saw this guy, he was going to shoot this gap, and, like, I thought we could hit him here, whatever. But I guess you're a genius if you're right, and, and uh, if you're if you're not, you're on Joey's Jack and the Bum of the Week. <laughs> but I thought I thought also terrible was, was I text you, his decision to run with nine seconds left. At oh. the end of the game, like, granted, he got out of bounds. He was running. My eyes were just like, like, if you don't get out of bounds, like, you're not going to you're not gonna be on this bus back to the He bu- started running straight. I, I know. We, we were like, what? I'm like, he's going to do it again. He's going to do it again. Oh, my. I was like, and like, luckily, he got out of bounds. I'm like, I, sadly, just for the chaos, I wanted him to be, either be tackled in bounds or run out of bounds and then, like, look up and there's no time left because he ran too far. <laughs> I thought that was I thought I because he could have got two well it would have been three with a penalty uh, shots at the end zone instead you only get the one and then the flag, mm-hmm. um, but yeah I thought that I thought that was I thought it was just crazy to to I mean, almost repeat an altering same. game for them if they win that one in Buffalo on Sunday night without Daniel Jones in like one of the worst seasons for the Giants in recent memory that could alter the season big time. Especially with, I think they have a pretty easy schedule coming up. I think they got Chicago and Washington and then Washington again. Um, You win that game, you're not necessarily back in it, but your season is like, okay, now you're toast. I mean, you're completely toast. Like, Tyrod, what are you doing, man? Two bonehead plays. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I, I was hoping hoping to get tackled and bounce. (laughs) That would be like, because I just hear like Tariq Collinsworth being like, oh boy. Yeah, Collinsworth. Oh no! Oh no! no. Just, my God! Know, no! Let me just plug in my uh, PFF next gen stats that uh, that had they a zero percent chance of working. <laughs> yeah, Amazon Web Services said yeah. that had a zero percent chance of doing anything but fucking this game up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's Joey's Jack and the bum bum of the week. Tyrod Taylor. Sorry, Tyrod. I know this is your first time starting in quite a while, but I know I don't feel know, good. About it. I don't feel plays. good about it. It has to be. I still think Jacoby Myers holds the all-time record for biggest jack-in-the-bum of the week for that play last year. But, you know, Tyrod, nowhere near that. He's not an upper echelon bum. Just a run-of-the-mill week six. I mean, i got to be honest. Wasn't, like, the best week I've seen for bum candidates? Mm Mm-hmm. Like, I really could have. I probably should have gone with Jalen Hurts. Because he played way more bummy than Tyrod Taylor did. (laughs) Yeah, considering expectation, for sure. Like yeah. You can't lose to the Jets if you're trying to win the Super Bowl. But and like you talk, uh, you talk about Ritter's picks. I mean that one, Jalen Hurts. Oh, oh. 
That is right up there. I mean, it was one of those. It's one of those, like, you reevaluate, like, what are you looking at, Jalen? Yeah, what did he see? Because he was throwing it to Goddard, and there was, I mean, it could have been picked by two different guys. I love that. Like, uh, this guy so-and-so throws into, Jimmy did, Jimmy Garoppolo throws into a defensive team meeting, and it's just like, that could have been picked off. Oh, this guy picks it off. There's a guy running right behind him, and it's like, yeah, another, yeah. All right, let's go to my You Like That Picks of the Week. We went 4-1 and one last week, man. We are on fire. 17-11-2 so far in 2023. Um, just want to bring it up here. If you blindly bet all of our You Like That picks this year, instead of investing in the S&P 500, that would have been a good move because you know this year we're up 44% return on investment. The S&P is only up 7%. So you know if you're a wise investor, you listen to this podcast. So I just want to bring that up. Let's go to an ugly slate this week. Um, we got five picks for you. This was scouring the bottom of the barrel. Usually there's like three or four games that really jump out to me where I go, hey, that line is way wrong. Like, that makes no sense. This week, I mean, it was tough. I've had to go with two totals just to fill out the the requirement for five picks. Um, Buffalo uh, going to New England. Um, both those teams' offenses have looked like absolute dog shit the last two weeks. The total's 42.5. I'm going under there. Um, that's just a play on, hey, Mac Jones has been bad. Buffalo's offense has been bad for two weeks. Let's go on the under there. Belichick has any hope of having any respect for himself the rest of the season. He's just going to hang his hat on defense and turn it into a, a knockdown slugfest. Um, Detroit, Baltimore, I'm going over 42. Um, I think both these teams' defenses have been a little bit better than they actually are so far through the season. I think they've gotten a little bit lucky. When I saw this total was 42 for you know two teams with dynamic weapons, good quarterbacks, uh, injuries on defense. Uh, you saw Detroit's uh, starting corner tore his ACL. He tore his left ACL after coming back from a right ACL tear. Devastating. My guy. That, that really Manny, hurt. Manny Mosley. Oh, really, really hurt. He's a good um, player. He's a really good player. Good player, unfortunate to see, but with him out, with a lot of those Baltimore defenders out, I'm going to go over the very low total of 42 there in that game, so that's my second bet. Here's where you got to hold your nose and just be like, I can't believe I'm doing this. I really kind of like the Giants plus two at home coming off of last week. Daniel Jones is supposed to be back. Saquon Barkley looked fully healthy to me last week. Washington, I mean, yes, they won, but they played Atlanta. They were competitive against Philly, but in their other three games, they've been absolutely awful. I kind of feel like this is a good spot at home for the Giants here. I'm willing to be talked off of it, though. Like, Giants plus two at home. I think if you know what's going on here, like, put your hand down. You're lying. (laughs) I think think it's a a big game for Ron Rivera, I think. Oh, yeah. I mean, if he, he might. I don't know what the odds are for a first coach to be fired. He might be number one. In the I think he's second behind Eberflus, but it's close. I think they're both about the same right now. The thing um, is, Washington has talent. Eberflus beat Rivera. Yeah, by a lot too. At like, home, he whooped him. It was, yeah. it was in. It was in Washington. Yeah, if that one didn't get Rivera fired, I don't know if this one will either. Um, he's one of those pick- guys. Like, are you culture guy? Like, do you, like your demons tear? Like your culture? Maybe it's just the owner thing, but like. Seems all over the place. Every time he talks to the media, I'm like, what did you say? <laughs> like, huh? Yeah, he's not going to be the coach there next year. The owner's going to definitely swap him out. I, I read I, something crazy that they're going to go after Belichick. Oh, I, I did, too, because there's kind of a, that new owner I have unlimited Oh, like, oh I got Bill. Yeah. It's like, okay. Great idea. <laughs> yeah. Even if you get, like, Caleb Williams or Drake May, 
I'm not sure I want Bill Belichick and that staff coaching him. Um, one more pick. Actually, we got two more. Green Bay minus one at Denver. Um, pretty crazy that that Green Bay's favored on the road at Denver. Before the season, I think Denver probably would have been favored by at least three points in this game. But the way Denver's just been playing like shit the entire season, um, the motivation that Lafleur has to beat. Sean Payton I'm going Green Bay there and then here's the crazy one I can be talked off of this one too Vikings plus seven I think getting the Vikings at home with seven points on Monday Night Football in a game they have to have before the season this probably would have been Niners minus three minus three and a half I think you know the Jefferson injury obviously has a, has a big effect here but if I'm getting seven points against a non full strength Niner team I'm thinking about Minnesota so at, at, looking at that list of I'd- picks Anything that you don't like? I'd love to know if that line is like, is that factoring in those those players do play or don't play? Like, I wonder, because I feel like if it's if they don't play, I would put it closer. Right. If Especially if McCaffrey is out. If he's certainly out, that should be Like, if they rule seven. McCaffrey out, does that, I mean, it would. It would know. drop to six at least. Probably, probably more. If it's McCaffrey and Debo, probably to four, maybe even lower. But I think yeah, they're figuring I mean, that's, that that's, one that's or high. both will play. Yeah. Like, if those guys don't play, like, on the road, I mean, seven points is a lot on the road. I mean, I know Jefferson's also out. But, mm. yeah, yeah, I'm like, what, so what if, what, if like, what if, like, Thursday or Friday gets confirmed? Everyone's playing. Like, well, does it, it go to seven ten? and a half. It was seven and a half, so I think, I think it'll go to at least seven and a half or eight if everyone's in. Including That's a Trent huge Williams. number, even if they're healthy. Yeah, I mean they were favored only by three and a half at the start of the week last week going into Cleveland. It got to ten because it was like the Niners are healthy, Watson's out. Like this year, if it or this week, if it goes the other way, if it's like, hey, the Vikings' only player they're missing is Jefferson, and the Niners are missing, say. McCaffrey and Debo and Williams, which is not going to happen, but say that did happen, I still think it probably wonder, only gets yeah, to like I wonder four. If Dre Greenlaw, play. he missed Cleveland and and uh, they 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 missed him. Um, yeah, as long as Warner's there, we're not going to score a lot of points. That's all I'll say. I love Fred Warner, be. but Dre Greenlaw's damn good. Uh, he's he, I mean Batman and Robin. He's a pretty damn good Robin. Yes, he is. He would he um, would start for most oh, of the teams God. in the league. I would take him. Right now, and I like Jordan Hicks, but I would take Greenlaw all day. Um, all right, there they are. The You Like That picks for Week 7 in the NFL. We're 17-11-2 so far in 2023, trying to keep the winning ways going and keep that ROI at a robust 40-plus percent. Uh, Buffalo at New England, we're taking the under 42 and a half. Uh, Detroit at Baltimore, we're taking the over 42. Giants hosting Washington, catching two points, we'll take them. Green Bay minus one at the lowly Denver Broncos. We'll take that. And then my Minnesota Vikings plus seven at home in the pod bowl against the San Francisco 49ers. There are your five. You like that picks of the week. Joey, it's time for your feels great, baby. Your uh, wildest take you feel best about currently. You've been harping on Detroit all year, but you just want to hammer it home. You know, you're just like, there's a couple teams in this league that you've seen all you need to see. You're a believer. Yeah, my uh, my take this week. I, I feel great about Houston and Detroit being pretty damn good, especially Detroit. I I'm not going to say it's a lock, but I think it's going to be really tough to uh, to see someone other than Detroit win the uh, the the one seed or get the one seed in the in the NFC. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think they're really good to begin with. I think they can beat good teams. We just 
We'll see this week. I think it's a big test. My, my take next week might change if they go to Baltimore and just get rolled. But I love Detroit and Houston. I I really like Houston. I'm excited for them to to uh, keep going. I I know Jacksonville is it, kind of – It's been a while since we had a quarterback come into the league in year one and immediately be like a guy, like immediately. And Stroud is that guy. Yeah, he – I mean, his numbers are off the charts. Um. He seems like a great kid. I mean, he's super talented. They, I mean, he doesn't have a whole lot around him. Maybe we just don't know about that yet. Um, but I mean, the Texans are really good, and I mean, we we're a big uh, we're a big D'Amico Ryan's podcast, and and I just I think they're really good. I think they're really good. Their schedule, their schedule is not that difficult. Um, yeah, I'm looking I mean, at it now. They got, they got Carolina this week. Tampa, Cincinnati, Arizona, Jaguars, Denver, Jets. They finish up with Titans, Browns, Titans, Colts. I mean. Not exactly a murderer. They're right there. They're right there. The path is there. Ten and seven is there. They can do it. With Stroud, with the way he's playing. By the way, that former Niner offensive assistant Bobby Slowick running the offense there. Running the, you know, Kyle Shanahan offense, basically. Yeah, I mean, the problem, the only negative thing you could say about D'Amico Ryans is he might lose a lot of coordinators. <laughs> I mean, just if Bobby, I mean, I'm not saying he gets a head coach next year. He probably should, you know, have to do it another couple of years. But, um, yeah, I mean, their offense, I mean, they don't have a whole not lot exa- of guys. Not exactly, a, yeah, not a lot of dudes, but they're just playing so well. I mean, I'm, I'm shocked. I'm shocked because I wasn't I wasn't a Stroud guy and coming out of college and I mean he looks like the runaway rookie of the year and just a I like mean, perfect unless, 2023 prototypical NFL quarterback he looks calm back there the ball comes out with zip every time he's only turned the ball over once it's all crazy season. because his receivers in college probably are better than the ones he has now <laughs> by a lot too like, like you have possible Hall of Famers that he was playing with in college and like that was a big knock on him for me is like. Every Ohio State guy comes out and it's like their their talent gets worse because you know that's what that's what I've heard about like Purdy is like every game he ever played in college he was the worst like his team was worse talent wise than the other team and it's like okay cool we go to the Niners like look at all these cool pieces like yeah. I'm gonna be better and it's like you get the Ohio State guys you get the Alabama guys and they're like okay yeah, Bryce like Young Jones. Bryce Young's like <laughs> yikes yikes where's yeah. like Jerry Judy, where's like Henry Ruggs? Well, we know where he is. Uh, where's uh, <laughs> Jamison Williams? Like, I mean, he, even Joe Burr. I know one guy. I saw one guy say it. This guy, I don't know who it was. I, I can't remember. He's like hot take. He's like, is Joe Burrow a product of his like receivers? Like, he's always Ooh. had Jamar Chase, just Justin Jefferson in, in at LSU. Now he's got he's got still got Chase. He got T Higgins. Tyler Boy. I mean, I think that's a pretty extreme take, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, C.J. Stroud's like, yeah, no problem. I'm throwing to like a fifty-seven-year-old Robert, Robert Woods. Yeah, yeah, I'm throwing to that Dell kid. Yeah, Collins. Yeah, Dalton Nico Collins. Schultz. Yeah, not exactly a murderer's row, but he's—I mean—he's been so good. I think looking back, obviously he would have gone number one overall. I think if we knew what we know now, I think the Bears wouldn't have traded that pick, and they would have taken Stroud. You know, and they would have said, "Oh, hey, the Justin guy who Fields replaced Justin Fields <laughs> replaces Justin Fields." 
the first Ohio State quarterback Carolina, to pan out. Carolina did all that, took Bryce Young, and then this guy picked the next pick. Is just like, you just got to be like. <laughs> Setting them back a year. So that's your feels great, baby. You feel even better about Detroit as the number one seed in the NFC and Houston as a playoff team coming out of the AFC. Let's close the pod. Uh, what happened this week outside of the NFL? Hmm. Well, you're a dad, and things are very challenging. We were talking about it before the pod. Being a parent is really freaking hard. Uh, the floor is yours, Joey. <laughs> uh, if my if uh, my wife Kayla's listening, which hopefully she is, but probably not. She got better things to do. Um, it's way harder for her. I don't want her to get mad. I want her to say like, "What do you even do?" <laughs> but uh, been a couple times lately that I'm left alone with the the little big man, and uh, this shit is hard. <laughs> uh, really difficult. It's very stressful. She handles it way better than I do. She was born to do this. I was not. I I was born to uh, to uh, be maybe on the disciplinarian. Maybe that'll be me when I get older. I don't know. <laughs> but like, you know, this whole like burping them and spitting up twenty four seven when I'm the only one here. It's different when he spits up and like you know, Kayla's like in the kitchen or something, and I could be like, okay, if like shit gets really bad, like she's right there. But, like, she goes to, like, work or – well, she's not going back to work yet, but I think about that in, in, a, in a month or two. Um, but this time she's been, like, at the store, movies, whatever. I'm like, oh, man, dude, we got, like, four hours, just you and me. Like, I'm going to need you to, like, keep it together. <laughs> like, uh, and, uh, yeah, but, I mean, it's it's pretty cool when – like, he's really starting to be, like, responsive, mm. and that's, like – that's been the coolest thing because as the dad i needed that because every every second he's alive he's just like oh my god like i'm hungry and where's mom Uh, i'm hungry where's mom like Mm -hmm. all this stuff and and i'm like all right cool um and it's just like it's there was a time it really felt like every time i held him he cried and then as soon as i gave him to kayla he's like "Eh." and i'll just be like this sucks you're like hey you're half me too i just be like this sucks like legitimately like Kayla's like, Oh, he loves you, you're his dad, like, you know, like it's okay. I'm like, you don't get it. Like this this is not like <laughs> like my life is totally upside down because this guy and he doesn't even want to be around me. I'm just like, This is difficult. But you've been um, left alone with him for for a few hours and you're like, Oh my god, what a Yeah, what the hell but am I like the do? last time he like I was I telling you, he spit up a lot. Um but like he more than ever was like I'd be like talking to him, be like like even there's sometimes like watching football with him, mm-hmm. like I turn him to the TV, like hold him, and I'd be like, "What's that? Like, what should they do? It's like third and six. What should they do?" And he'll give like one of these, like, huh. like he's enjoying it, and I'm just like, "Oh, okay, I get it. I get why people have these things." Um, or like, yeah, he falls asleep on me sometimes, and then just like leave like his head on my shoulder, and like, and he'll give like like he'll, he'll like his mouth open, and then he'll like give a little crack like a sly. <laughs> and it's just like okay okay all right bud i get it you're cute <laughs> you get it but then other times you're like oh my god just please be okay like please that is so it. much worry <laughs> like oh like like even there's even some nights like kayla be making dinner right and i'll be doing something else like that's the hardest part is like they have to be watched like 24 seven. Like that's the thing right. that just gets underrated is like, Oh, I'm going to go to like the bathroom. Like, Oh, I'm going to go to the garage, like do something real quick. And it's like, 
Caleb be like, where are you? Like, what happened? Like, no one's watching him. I'm like, it was like a minute. It was like a minute. <laughs> and uh, and uh, one night, she she was in the kitchen, and I was in the room, like, um, kind of organizing some of my hats. And uh, <laughs> As you do. Yeah, I was just like, I was like looking at all like, oh, I, I bought a shitload of hats. Like, because <laughs> um, they all fell down. And uh, she's like, Joey. And she, you know when, like, your wife calls your name, especially when it's your first name? Yeah, you're like, oh, boy. And it's like the tone, like, she's not mad. Like, it's worse. Like, she's not mad at you because it's like, you can tell the, the name, like, oh, Eric. Like, she's mad. Like, okay. Like, I'm used to, like, her being mad. <laughs> what I'm not used to. Is like her calling my name like Joey, like like worried, like exactly, like, yeah, like no one's watching him and he's like eating a pen and he's <laughs> like that didn't happen, but like just like that's what I hear, right? Yeah. So she says to me like Joey and I'm like I know I'm not watching him. She told me like I'm just like oh I'm gonna go to the closet really quick. Like he's in his little like bouncer thing, so he, and yeah. he's tied in. Like he's not going anywhere. He's not doing anything. <laughs> but like these babies, you know, like they could like. Yeah. Something goes down the wrong pipe, they can like choke and can't breathe. Or like, or yeah. like, if he's not like all strapped in, he could roll over, just suffocate himself on a pillow because he rolls because he doesn't he doesn't roll over yet. He's not his uh, his neck's really strong, but he's like he doesn't want to he doesn't want hit he doesn't like pumping iron. His arms, <laughs> his arms he doesn't he doesn't want to use them. He's all like legs, but like yeah. when he's on his stomach, we'll do like you know tummy time, and I'm like, okay, bud, you got to get up. Let's go. Stop, drop, yep. and roll. He's like, eh. he's like, I'm not doing it. Um, yeah. So she's like, Joey, like, I'm like, oh, like, literally, I come running in, like, and as I'm running in, like, she knows it too by the way she said my name. She's like, nothing's wrong, nothing's because I come in like yeah. being like anxious. I come in like I'm predicting like this dude swallowed like a marble, like he's choking. His his face is purple. Like it is it is go time, and like it ended up being like. Oh, when I put the dishes away, like I put it too far back and she's short. She can't reach it. She's like, you just get this for me. But like, I come storming in like, like, like he just ate a knife. Yeah. You're like, like, what fresh hell have I just walked yeah, into? Just, and it's like, oh, can you actually reach a plate for me? Like, oh, thank God. Yeah. Literally it's like, oh, or like just anything too. Like recent, I don't know why, but recently she just snuck up on me in the house. Like, not like, you know, trying to be like mean or like scary or anything mm-hmm. but like the other day she's like and she was like joey like i literally turned around like oh my god like don't do that again like <laughs> like it's just like your house is pretty big too i'm sure sometimes you're like i'm surely i'm alone over here oh my god like <laughs> it's the thing is like i don't yeah i don't it's i can't believe you say here i it, it couldn't hear um yeah yeah, I mean, shit's wild. Yeah, I mean, everything I can't is hard. Wait to, can't wait to meet the little guy, but I mean, you're you're telling me all these stories. You're like, man, every day is just like I gotta be at a hundred percent, or you know, I'm gonna be just terrified. Like the stakes are high with this little guy. Yeah, <laughs> <It's> <laughs> you, like, you gotta give a hundred percent every like, day, uh, game in, game out. <laughs> and that's just that's 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 not even like what. You know, Caleb's, Caleb's got to give 200%, feels like, sometimes. Like, just up every morning, you know, I, I, I do. I just, it's, it makes me love uh, my mom more. Like, <laughs> you're like, like, you did this for me? 
you're like, how did you do that? It's unbelievable. Um, yeah. That's why your I saw fantasy you, uh, team name is uh, Luke, I Am Your Father. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even a Star Wars guy. Like, I've never even really seen those movies. I think I've seen one, oh. but it wasn't, like, my choice. I don't have anything against them. I just have never been, like, a... I've seen all of them 10, 15 times each. I'm really, I've never, I've never been, like, a fantasy or, like, animated person. Like, my favorite type of comedy is, like, sitcoms. Like yeah. Yeah, like or oh, yeah, like yeah. that, like but like TV shows. Like I love my favorite TV show of all time is King of Queens, and I loved How I Met Your Mother. Like the sitcom mm-hmm. stuff, mm-hmm. like so like Simpsons or like even SpongeBob. I never really got into like I mm. like I'm I'm like it's not real to me. Um, <laughs> not even Star Wars. Wow, devastating. No, I like I, I've never seen any Harry Potter. I've never seen any Lord Whoa. of the Rings. I've never seen. I never, I, no, never watched, I, but even like the popular, like I've never watched, actually that's all, I've seen, I've seen some episodes of Game of Thrones because Kayla was into it, but like I've never Mm. turned it on myself. What about the Marvel movies? I've only gone to them if, if like somebody wanted to, like, no, I've, like. Wow. Like, See, this is a man who's dedicated to sports, folks. I just, I I never, like, I, I, I would much rather go to a, a Will Ferrell, like, comedy movie or some comedy within like an action movie like that my things are like i love comedies like which they don't really make like they used to anymore or uh, i love like uh like a uh, war movies like yeah I, i've been watching i just finished re-watching band of brothers that is oh my god really it's the best. it's on wanna... netflix now i'm gonna watch the pacific next like those have been awesome because we're kind of in that time where when yeah it's now not, i don't see know. now i'm like i don't know like <laughs> shit like just coming <laughs> Like, oh, <laughs> oh, shit. Like, damn. Like, am I prepared? Coming You're like, strapped. Yeah, thank God the draft is only for 18 to 25-year-olds and we're all I c- I'd now. be lying if I said I didn't think about that for like a split second. Like, am I? I, I can't like, go. I'm pretty sure I'm over the limit, right? Oh, yeah, I like, can't go, right? Oh, thank God. Thank God I'm so old. <laughs> I've, seen so many th- I've seen so many things like on YouTube or like Kalo showed me like on TikTok. Um, like if Gen Z people have to go to war, oh yeah, God help us. That's all. a that is a TV show. Oh, absolutely. Like oh, what's up, Bunker Life? <laughs> They're doing some TikTok dance while there's like yeah. an enemy. Yeah, like got the sniper. You, you, you see, know, you see like a you see a jet like fighter jet come over and they're just like, <laughs> uh, God help us all. All right, let's let's wrap it up. Um, good week, uh, big week of football coming next week. I think I saw what you games. had on the Google Doc to start. We could, I, I like those topics. Maybe we'll do those next week. Yeah, we'll save it for next week because next week the NBA starts in full, and I, I kind of want to save it for then. Um, I was just going to want to talk about the devaluation of the regular season in, in the non NFL sports, but we'll, we'll I talk really about thought that about next it. week. Again, like we're pretty much out of time, but I really thought about. It. I thought my baseball idea was kind of genius. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, I want to float it to people, but obviously, there's no chance of it ever happening because the owners are so greedy. But like, make the season like 80 games. You have max. to think long term. Like, you have to take a couple steps back to take steps forward because you're yes. going nowhere right now. Yeah. Like Your you product have is like ass. you have to get people invested in the sport. Like, mm. forget buying. Like, they're trying to accumulate money by as many games as possible going. What you need is less games and more interest. 
Absolutely. And they're, they'll never see the forest for the trees. Those guys are just so far gone. Including... And my biggest point was finish this shit before football starts. Yeah, nobody's watching baseball in October, especially if it's the Phillies against the Diamondbacks and the Astros against the Rangers. Nobody is watching that. Like, I am one of the biggest baseball fans that MLB had for, for decades, and now, like, it doesn't even enter my mind to watch one of those games start to finish. Like, we'll get into that more next week when we talk about the start of the NBA, the NHL, and then Major League Baseball reaching the World Series. I was going to ask, I could look this up, but are the Texas Rangers, like, 7-0 and this playoff? They are seven and zero, and they've never won the World Series. So they're the only team left that hasn't won one yet. So, Good. yeah, they're. We'll see if take, the, uh, take if they, the Astros down. Take the Astros out, and then I'll be rooting for whoever comes out of the NL because I like the A's. Having I might be an Arizona Diamondbacks fan when the A's move. I don't know. They're Triple A teams in Reno. You know, my family. I don't know. Might be <laughs> might be a Diamondbacks guy. Yeah, and I will be a fan of every other sport but baseball. <laughs> Thanks, Rob Manfred. <laughs> Well, I'll be that too. I'll be like, but if I have to watch baseball. (laughs) I guess I'll root for some team that's close by. (laughs) No way. Not a chance. Uh, That's it, folks. That's the podcast for this week. Thanks, everybody, for listening uh, and subscribing and commenting on YouTube. We appreciate uh, every time anybody, you know, you know, shoots us a text saying, hey, where's the pod this week? Like, love it. Appreciate it. We'll be back again next week for another pod to recap the first ever pod bowl Vikings Niners. uh, And we will see you then. Thank you.